This is our opportunity to be kind and sweet to Jesus because we are speaking to his children. So those simple words, be kind, could change the course of our day, they can change the course of our life, and they can really change our world. But it's all about us being willing, really, to button it. sarcasms, barbs, you know, the verbal daggers that come out of our mouths sometimes go straight to the heart and you're like, really? I mean, let's just be honest here. How do we stop the outfall from the verbal messy? How many of you watching on TV or the internet or for all of you that are here today have ever been hurt? What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. By somebody's unkind words. Raise your hand. Yeah. Yeah, so for honest, we'll probably be raising two hands. Many of you that are watching, that's what you're doing. We've all been recipients and probably givers at some point of the verbal messy. It's not pretty, is it? Not pretty. Right from the mouth, many times right into the heart. And that is one of many reasons that we wrote this book, Messy to meaningful. The book is all about taking the messy stuff and really through our relationship with Christ, finding the meaning. So we wanted to do something that was totally relatable and practical for everybody. And most people have a junk drawer. And in that junk drawer, we find all kinds of stuff, right? A few things sometimes are unrecognizable to me. I'm like, what is that? And why am I holding on to it? And why can't I just seem to let it go? Well, this book helps you sort through that kind of stuff. And today, we're going to take a look at the verbal messy and the need that we all need to have to button it. You know how button just kind of closes everything up? Now, when I think about the verbal messy, I think maybe I don't just need like a button that size. Sometimes I need a button like the size of my face, right? (laughs) How are we going to button it and what are we going to do? So as we talk today... We're going to take a look at chapter six out of the book that's written by Kaylee Ray. 
and the chapter six is button it or how to combat negative talk. In other words, how can we get from that verbal messy to get to a better place? Because, you know, the Bible tells us to be kind. And I want to read for just a moment of Ephesians 4 and 32, where it says there, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. So those simple words, be kind, could change the course of our day, they can change the course of our life, and they can really change our world. But it's all about us being willing, really, to button it. I know it was a great revelation to me when I happened upon the fact that I really don't need to say everything that I'm thinking. <laughs> now, many people that we all know, you know, they're still learning that. You know, we just feel like we've just got to say this, we've just got to say that. And if you look at our culture, there's kind of like this great deal of enjoyment that people get. It's almost like a, a sport of those verbal jabs of gotcha, snap, burned you, called you out, put you in your place. And you all, that's like a lot of verbal messy. And for a lot of that, we really do just need to button it and be kind. And, you know, since I'm a co-author in this book, Messy to Meaningful, it probably wouldn't be good for me to have like a favorite chapter. But I will say if I did have a favorite chapter, it would be Kaylee Ray's chapter six, Button It, because it's like the mission statement of my heart. Like, let's be kind. Let's really love one another. Let's really honor one another. And when we have that urge for the verbal dagger, I think we ought to just button that thing put it right back in its place, and that's someplace with evil and all that, because that messy talk doesn't accomplish anything that's good. So I'm going to go to page 54 in the book, chapter 6, button it, <laughs> and learning how to button it, which is, you know, that's what we've got to do, is learn how to button it. And one of the things that Kaylee talks about there is, have you ever thought, the ways that you can bless your heavenly father. And of course we have. And she talks about, well, here's a great idea. Be tenderhearted. And when we're tenderhearted toward people, we really don't want to give them that verbal slam. I can remember saying to my mom once, well, I'm just going to give them a piece of my mind. And she said, well, don't give away more than you can afford to. And then Kaylee goes on to say, well, where there may be discomfort or awkwardness or an odd feeling of vulnerability in the effort to replace glibness with kindness, don't give up. Think of your yearning to hear words like this. Put yourself in other shoes and think tenderly of what you'd want or need. Think of Jesus and this opportunity that you have to be sweet to him. And you all, we really need to look at our communication with others in that light, that this is our opportunity to be kind and sweet to Jesus because we are speaking to his children. And for those of you who say, well, you know, but that person, they're not saved yet. The person is still made in his image. They are still his creation. And who would know that maybe in that moment, that our kindness 
rather than the desire to put them in their place and to call them out and all of that stuff, that maybe our kindness might sow that seed that they need. The Bible says, be kind. Ephesians 4.32 makes it clear. I love this particular paragraph because you all, we're all tempted in these ways. It says, kindness is dismissing the desire to put someone in their place and instead asking the Lord to use you however he wants in that moment that you might see someone else victorious in Christ. And as I read that paragraph, I realized, yeah, many times I've had that desire to put somebody in their place. Are you all there with me? Haven't there just been a time or two that somebody said something and you think, oh, let me tell you. (laughs) You just stepped over the line and I'm just going to put you right back on the other. And, you know, there have been a few times that, like, I've dismissed that desire and then later I've got home and that thought comes back up, oh, Monica, you could have, you should have, you should have told them. You should have let them know, oh, no, you have transgressed that this will go no farther. (laughs) Mm. And, you know, I'm glad that you're laughing because we all have conversations like that, right? And in this one moment that I was really just doing the here to go for, you know what I'm saying? Like I just really, oh, and I could have told them this, and I could have told them that, and I could have told them the other thing, and oh, I just let them walk all over me, and I shouldn't have done that. And while I'm having that verbal messy rant, I have this most beautiful, because God is so good, this most beautiful Holy Spirit moment. You know, I don't always tangibly feel the presence of God, but in this moment, I tangibly felt his presence. And he was giving me that comfort to know that he was well pleased that I dismissed that desire. And that that whole little verbal messy attack that was coming my way of, oh, Monica, you could have gotten them and you should have done it and you let them, that that was an assault. It was an attack from the enemy and my own flesh raising up to want to be right, to want to look right, to make myself victorious. And it is great strength to dismiss the desire to put somebody in their place. It takes great strength to button it. It requires much less strength to put somebody in their place. It requires much less strength to give that verbal dagger. And I think perhaps part of our fear or concern is that if we're kind, right, that people will walk all over us. That if we don't let people know, and there are times that we need to speak up for ourselves. The Bible does not talk about us being a doormat. But the Bible does not talk about us putting everybody in their place either. It talks about being kind-hearted and being tender-hearted. And since Kaylee Ray is here, hello, Kaylee Ray, and has traveled all the way uh, from another state to be with us at at this uh, book launch, Kaylee, tell us about kindness and what kindness isn't, if you would, please. Um, Sure. Um, I think when I was writing the chapter, I was really thinking about um, kind of a misconception that we might have that like to be kind is to be like over the top sweet or fake or manipulative and like kindness is not 
you know, reaching out with false compliments so that you can get somebody to respond to you in the way that you would prefer them to, you know, like, and I feel like, so, you know, like, even if you don't necessarily have a problem with, like, saying mean words a lot, I feel like sometimes, you know, even, like, our nice words can be false and can have, like, an underlying sort of, I mean, like, sinister is a hard word, but I mean, like, you know, like, like more like the desire, you know, to get something from me than to like, than like an act of love toward the person or an act of worship to God. Uh, so kindness is not, I, I feel like just being fake with people so that we can feel good about how we've acted in a moment. Yeah. And it's not, thank you, Carrie. It's not yeah. being Zachlin sugar sweet. It's not being false. Sometimes great kindness is to tell people the truth. But it's telling them the truth in love and with a desire for God's best in their life rather than to get back at them. And so I know for me, one of the tests that I will give myself, I'll just ask myself, is there something that I want back out of this? Is there a desire in my heart if I need to say something that's firm or truthful or, you know, that wouldn't be regarded in our culture as a positive, am I looking to make myself right in some way? Is really the honest objective of my heart to be kind to the other person and see their life bettered? And if there's any kind of gotcha, like in my heart, or mm, I just need to tell you this, then something's wrong over here. And I need to invite the Holy Spirit to help me with that. And I need to keep this buttoned up real tight until I can get that right. So kindness isn't fake. It's not saccharine. It's not weak. Kindness is strength. Kindness is trusting God. Kindness is I can go ahead and be kind to you and I can love you even if you've mistreated me because I know that God's got this. You all, God's got not, not only does God got this, He's got us. And I don't know how God makes everything right. I don't know how Romans 28 physically happens, that God is working everything out for our good because we love him and because we are called according to his purpose. I do not know how that works. I don't know how God takes a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a lot of this and a couple wrongdoings and an injustice over here and this and being overlooked here. I don't know how that all goes into one container or even if it does and how he comes up with good for us, but his word says that he does. His word says that no matter what happens inside of our lives, that he's working to bring us good. And when we walk securely in that, we don't have to be mean to other people. We don't have to put them in their place. We don't have to show them that they're wrong. We don't have to say, burned you. And then everybody laughs because, you know, there's kind of that, that climate in our culture that looks to do that. And I think that social media may have exacerbated that because people are really strong with the post. You know what I mean? Like they don't have to see us. So just, and my phone makes a little noise when I hit post, a little notification sound. It's like, hmm. So what we want to do in our lives is add value. 
And we can do that by keeping this buttoned from all the negative stuff and adding kindness rather than just adding noise to the room and noise to life. So when we talk about being kind, I'm not asking you, the book is not asking you to let people walk all over you. What we're talking about is dismissing the desire to put other people in their place because God is the one who decides where we need to be. It's not us. Even the Bible says promotion doesn't come from the east or the west. It comes from God. And he says he knows the days, the times that we've lived. The book of Acts even says not only does he know where we live, like he knows where we're going to work. He knows all of those things. Our times, our life, our seasons are in our hands. And God's working it all for our good, no matter what we think. And the value and the source of kindness comes from the Lord. The Bible says that it is God's kindness that leads us to repentance. Think about that. The only one who could really be unkind to us and be completely justified. I mean, seriously, guys. If God wanted to put us in our place, he'd be totally justified. And yet he's so kind that he says, even while we were yet sinners, he loved us. Dead in our sins, he loved us. And sometimes even with having him in our heart and his Holy Spirit filling us, we want to put other people in their place. It's like we just forgot about all the goodness that he showed us. We forgot about how he visited us with his kindness when we were dead in our sins. We've forgotten about how his blood has washed away all of our sins and that only he has made us clean. The Bible says we stand before him as pure and faultless. Can you imagine that? You guys, I could not do that for myself. I mean, I can hardly get my hair done. <laughs> you know, it's like, hmm. And then you do all that and you go outside and the wind blows. And I usually have an umbrella, but really sometimes if I'll work extra hard on my hair, that will be the day I don't have the umbrella and the torrential downpour. You all, we know with our best efforts, with our best efforts, there's only so much we can do. Only God can clean us up and make, it, make us right in his sight. And only with God's help can we button it and learn how to combat negative talk and really get on with being kind. And I want to ask Kaylee Ray, again, who wrote this chapter, to talk a little bit in just a moment about how to get out of the habit of being unkind and the verbal barbs, because guys, it's a habit of our culture. And if you watch TV shows, listen to various podcasts and different things, it is celebrated for people to put each other down. It is celebrated for husbands to be verbally mean to their wives and for wives to insult their husbands. And people wonder about sass-mouthed children. I'm like, adults, have you looked at the example that you're setting? And what happens is we form habits, and it's like we get in that cycle, and we need help. How do we get out of this worldly cycle of this negative talk? How do we button it and let the kindness flow? So Kaylee Ray, you take it over. Help us get out of the habit. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, we're super fortunate, I think, because, like, 
kindness is a fruit of the spirit, you know, like it's not something we even have the ability to produce in ourselves. Like even if I, even if I could somehow retrain, you know, my mouth to only say super nice stuff, you look amazing. Um, like, like that's, I mean, that's, that's nice, but it, it, that doesn't retrain my heart. So I think it really starts with just asking the Holy Spirit to do the work that he promises he will do and that he wants to do and just kind of stepping back and just saying like, Lord, I need you, I need you to point at my sin and, and stop letting me call it humor or call it, that's just the way we are together or call it, you know, like call it all the things that we like to call it. Um, and just start ripping down the boundaries that we, that we put up ourselves and let him just kind of reshape all that, which he loves to do. Like that's what he's super the best at. <laughs> um, and, and I think it's really fun too, to even just kind of, um, as he does point out those things, just kind of watch as he like flips your filter to where, you know, the, the, the quick nasties were coming out and, and. And sometimes even just like how the nice things, you know, we keep in, like we do this exactly backwards and just watch him turn that on his head to where we can say like, hey, you know, I, I have seen leadership qualities in you. Like, and just like, so like watch him start turning um, those things into encouragement and into kindness that is meaningful so that like we can, we can call out awesome things in ways that he's knit people together and like, if your girl is wearing a rockin' skirt, to for heaven's sake, just tell her. Like yeah. that is nice. <laughs> like we can do these things with each other, and it's so there's so much freedom there, and like contentment and happiness that is not there just because you know we got to snicker for half a second at our super clever. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Put down. God's awesome. He is. He is. And he is in the business of reshaping our hearts and the desires of our hearts. And he will help us reshape our vocabulary if we will let him. And I loved uh, what Kaylee just said about letting God do that and asking him to point out our sin. Instead of just saying, that's how we are, that's how you are, that was funny. You all, if our humor hurts people, it's not funny. It's not funny. Even if the person laughs, if, if it's a verbal dagger, that's not funny. And Romans 12, 2 says, it talks, we have to be renewed daily. We have to change by the, the renewing of our mind with God's word. This world has shaped our thinking, our words, our hearts, and a relationship with Christ is all about taking that back and letting him reshape and retool. I can remember before I came to Christ, like right in those 11, 12, early 13-year-old segments of my life, 
I used to put everybody down. I shot the verbal daggers every chance I got it. I did it to make people laugh. Um, I'm probably not sure all the reasons I did it, but I was only too happy to tell people where they could go and what they could do and how they could get there. I was just a mean girl. And when I came to Christ, I was immediately saved. We were immediately saved, but it's that process to change our hearts. And he began to help me instead of my words being verbal, messy, lethal, damaging relationships that I could begin to love people and bless people with the words of my mouth and not worry that that was taking away from me in any way. And I love what Kaylee talked about in chapter six, button it, and how she talked, gave tips on how to get out of the habit and exercises and tools, like even writing out kind words to people because you have to get in the practice. It's a new thing. It doesn't come naturally. It comes supernaturally. And we've got to make it a priority. We've got to make it something in our lives that we see the source of kindness, which is God, and the value of kindness that it bonds relationships. It actually satisfies deep needs in our heart to be close to people. And what we've celebrated as the joke at somebody's expense, it is a cheap imitation of true relationship and fellowship. It is so cheap and so damaging. So I gave Maggie, who's in our studio audience, a brief look at this chapter. And I asked her to do one of the exercises from Sorted Out in Chapter 6 of the book and to write down some really kind words, because you guys, it's not just enough to hear the word. We have to do it. We have to act on it. It's not just enough to know we shouldn't be the verbal messy. We should button it. We have to put ourselves in a position to get there. So Maggie, will you share what you wrote? Most certainly. There is nothing that can make you need to button it more than being married. And so I chose to write this note to my husband, because we have to be intentional with our words. So I wrote to my husband, Kevin, who is amazing, by the way. Today, I want to thank you for being so supportive of me. Your selfless acts of kindness are infectious, and I'm so thankful that you're my husband. Your passion for the Word of God and the way you lead me makes me a better woman. Signed, your loving wife, Maggie. Oh, that is so sweet and so kind. It is. It I is sweet. That. When I read it back, I was like, that was really nice. <laughs> you all, that's fuel for and relationships. Fuel for relationships. If we want to go closer to Christ and to each other and have real relationships, we have to do something differently than the way that the world does it. And, you know, not that anyone here like would ever think this or anyone watching by TV or Internet or whatever, but sometimes people have these thoughts. I know that I used to It would be like, well, if I say all that and I don't mention like any of the flaws or the problems that I see, like that maybe that really wouldn't be true and maybe that really wouldn't be helpful. You know, sometimes there are times that God has us talk about challenging things. And sometimes we love people right where they are and we can celebrate all the good that is right there at that moment. Just because we say to somebody, I love you and appreciate having you in my life, it, we are not saying that they are flawless. Don't we all want to be loved and we're not flawless? 
I mean, I don't want to get up every day and have my husband say, well, you know, I just hope that you're working on X, Y, Z today. You know, I've noticed, <laughs> I've noticed these flaws and, you know, just really wanted to get, you know, scolding and shaming has never helped, right? It has never helped. What it has done in any relationships, whether I've been the giver or the receiver, is just pushed me away. And if it like gets to be too hard, people just stop trying. It's like if you're just that hard to please, I'm out. And I love, Maggie, that you said there's nothing more that make you need to button it than to be married. That's a close relationship. And so you do want to button that from the verbal messy, what can be harmful, what could hurt, and all of that kind of stuff. So what I want to leave you with today is that while our culture may celebrate the zingers and the barbs and the messy talk, you know, that may get great ratings. It may get great reviews. People might be like, yeah, that's exactly right. I love that. You know how people, they get all hyped up. It's like fuel, negative fuel. I want to challenge you to not let the next 24 hours go by without taking an opportunity to speak some really kind words to someone that you love. And the only rule is don't miss mention like any flaws, just really kind words. And chapter six of the book will help you sort this stuff out to take it out of the Sunday school classroom and put it in really in real life. I want to close with Kaylee Ray's quote. We may celebrate the wit of jokesters, but we are drawn to the hearts of the kind. Very well said, Kaylee Ray. We got to go. So bye and God bless you. You can purchase a copy of today's show for $15. Call us at 615-754-0039 or send a check to the address on your screen. Be sure to mention the program number. Log on to www.ctntv.org where you can make a prayer request, view our program guide, see who's on bridges, or even watch one of Monica's latest teachings. Log on to www.ctntv.org. Join the Bridges community on Facebook. Visit Facebook and search for Bridges with Monica. We would love to connect with you. The love of God is immeasurable. It's unchanging. It's indescribable. Because God loves you so much you can sleep through the night in peace with abide bible sleep meditation you can fall asleep fast with relaxing sleep stories based on scripture to start listening now go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for abide bible sleep meditation you can also download the abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com